And good evening, everyone. It's a Friday night, which normally, well, you never know, we, Thursdays, Fridays, Saturday mornings, but our normal show is definitely Tuesday at 11, so keep that in mind. Eastern Rim was last weekend, had a blast, so much fun interviewing the vendors, some of the guests that they had, and of course, tomorrow, I, Terror Isle, which is Texas City's first haunted house, which we're going to have some people there, so be expecting more interviews. Got to love the interviews, especially with vendors and hopefully with maybe some of the actors that they have. It all depends because we don't want to interfere with what they're doing. So that's the biggest thing, which I meant to ask her beforehand how to pronounce the Quantrail. That is it. Okay. Quantrail. Fun. I'll probably never say it again properly. But probably <laughs> not. That's fine. I hate you. It's okay. <laughs> but we had her on for AnchorCon, and now she's back with us to talk about cosplay, which a lot of people have been questions about. I know Amy... One of her co-hosts on Monday for Author Talk was asking about it and basically intrigued with how people get into it. And what would be your inspiration for well, cosplay? I can tell you a little story. All right. My intro to cosplay was actually my oldest child. My daughter came to me and said, Ma, Ma, we got to go to this. She was into anime and all these you know, fan things. And I, I'm a huge Marvel fan, always have been, but she says, Mom, we got to go to a con. Can you take us? Can you drive us? Oh, and I was like, okay, sure. Where are we going? So we're going to go to, we're going to go to Rock Con, which is out in Rochester, New York. And she says, Ma, you know, you love theater. You love dressing up. You love, you know, building things. You love crafting and all this stuff. You should really go and cosplay. And I'm like, Kawa. <laughs> Kawa. And so she had to explain to me what cosplay was. And I was like, are you serious? People do that? And she's like, oh my God, yes. You just, you get dressed up in your favorite character's costume and you just go and act out the character and it's super fun. And I was like, all right, sounds sus, but okay. So I went ahead and this is literally the first cosplay I ever built. Captain Marvel. I fell in love with Kelly, Kelly Sue DeConnick's uh, iconic launch of Captain Marvel. And I have her autographs here. And nice. I loved it. So I went ahead and built one. I had no idea what I was doing. I was like, I've never made anything like this before in my entire life. And so I was like, all right, I got a crappy, you know, party city wig and some really goofy, you know, some just cheap stuff from Amazon and all of that. And we went to the con and my daughter, I don't even remember what my daughter was wearing of some obscure anime because I love anime, but they're all obscure. And it was an absolute blast it was a complete riot i couldn't believe how people were like oh my god i love your costume and they run up they ask you how they how you built it and all of that and you you connect with people on a level of nerd that you have never experienced before it's legit just as soon as they see you visually they understand like that you're their people you run right up to them and you just start okay, how did you build this? And what did you think about that episode? And what about this book? And you connect on a level. It's incredible. I have made some wonderful friends that actually helped me build AnchorCon and um, that I've known through cosplaying throughout my years. And we, we call each other enablers because we're like, you know, I think you could build that. I just, I haven't even finished these 17 other cosplays and 
if we just enable each other. So it's a wonderful community of, I want to build this character and I want to be this character and how do I do it? So it's like crafting and nerddom and costuming and theater all thrown together with a sense of community. And it's a really, really wonderful thing. Yeah. Well, before we get to the next question, I do want to say CJ is out with the flu. So everybody pray for her. Let's get her built up and getting better so she can be back on here. <clears throat> My throat is going out for some reason. Oh, no, Amy, no, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> no, I refuse. <laughs> Don't give in. Don't give in. <laughs> Amy will probably be on shortly. She had to go pick somebody or bring her husband home, pick him up and bring him home. So she'll be on shortly. L, we don't know his work schedule yet. As soon as we get a work schedule, we'll be able to tell you if he's going to be on or not. But I do know he is going to be at Terror Isle tomorrow for Oh My God Toys. So please go by and say hey to him. Now for the next question, because you were on our show previously, how was AnchorCon? It was their first one ever. Yes, it was our prime con for AnchorCon 2021, and it was spectacular. It went off without a hitch. Um, it was an incredible turnout. People really loved it for a place that in northern New York did not really know a lot about uh, Comic-Cons. Um, we brought out Optimus is here with the Optimus Prime uh, truck, who had the Knight Rider 2000 kit car and this amazing Optimus Prime cosplay. We had two uh, walkers from the The Walking Dead, uh, and they were incredible to see. We had um, Samantha Newark from Holograms was there. We had an incredible vendor floor. And and if you know cons, Greg, and you know this, if you know cons, oh. if you build it, they will come. And they yes. did. And so it was a lot of hard work, and it was hot, but it was a really fantastic turnout. We had a huge cosplay contest turnout, amazing costumes. The entire community really enjoyed it. They were, it was very safe. It was very, um, very community building. Everybody really loved it. And Clayton Rotary, which who was the major sponsor and who brought us on board to build this, they were very, very pleased with our bottom line. And I'm very, very excited to announce that we are coming back for AnchorCon 2022 next August. Oh, wow. Well, I know. Uh, I can't really say dates yet, so I'm not going to say anything about any of the conventions. I do know that there's a new one that's coming. There's two new ones coming in this area in November. One is gaming, and the other one is robotics, and that one's in Galveston. The dates I would have to go back and look up. I think it's the 16th or 17th. I'm not quite sure. It is on our Facebook page, so you can definitely look it up there. But... We we did esports event, and I have to say that was amazing seeing the people there. Yeah, yeah. and how these people game—it's just like, oh wow, that gaming. Was... Well, you have to agree, Greg. Gaming has come up huge. I mean, it's always been a a, a part of the bones of Comic Cons, but now when you're actively competing in the gaming, mm -hmm. that is the new blood of conventions. These, these competitions, we had tournaments at AnchorCon and it, it was a huge draw. People, you know, you can game online and you can game on your phone and everything, but when you could sit in a room next to somebody with Smash, with Smash Bros and blue shell them, yeah. they, they get really, it's, it's a whole nother level and it's, it's super exciting. And it's just as fun to watch, honestly, as it, to, to have to be people playing in it. It's, it's just great fun to watch them too. So 
that's exciting that we're coming up on that new level of Comic Cons in this whole thing. Yeah. Well, how long does it take you to create some of these outfits? Because I know you're working on one that I've seen actually on your Facebook page. I think it was Peggy Carter. Oh. <laughs> how long do some of these outfits take? Okay. Well, there are some of them that we call speed builds, and speed builds can be created in less than 24 hours. Um, if you look on my cosplay page, I built a trinket from Critical Role from a, for a friend of mine, and we built that in less than 12 hours. Uh, so, and then there are legacy builds that take a long time, almost a year to build. And some of these are the ones that are major that go to international competitions. Um, Dragon Con, which is the the cosplay con in the um, United States. Dragon Con is it for cosplayers. Um, those builds there, they can take two, three years at a time. Those have massive amounts of engineering that go into the pieces, foam crafting, painting, leatherworking, sewing, the range of skills that go into cosplay is uncanny. And it's amazing because you watch the combinations of skill sets that you never would have considered in reality before. Mm. And it all comes together into making these incredible costumes. So Peggy Carter, unfortunately, I had to shelve because I didn't have the time to finish her before AnchorCon. Um, she would have been a speed build. I could have finished her in a couple of days because... What I am what I what I like to call a mod mod cosplayer, meaning that about half of what I build into my cosplay is pre-made. So essentially I will find clothing or pieces and I will change or modify them to become the cosplay. So like literally what I'm wearing right now, this is a uh, a ski um Jack, a ski shirt like for weather for winter and stuff like that and i painted this on a body form with a particular type of paint blend to give it this plastic leather appearance so to me um well and to, and to everybody who cosplays it doesn't matter how you build it it's the most important part is that you have fun building it and figuring out new ways to do things new ways to create things connecting with other cosplayers and to say hey how did you do that can you teach me how um, there are so many out people out there that freely give of what they are able to create. And that just helps build our community among uh, bet uh, between each other and to have fun doing this because you really joy is the first thing that you should get out of cosplay. Oh, definitely. Anubis from Twitch is saying nice cosplay, by the way. <laughs> like, I'm here. What did I miss? <laughs> oh. Well, unfortunately, I would stand up, but I'm not wearing everything from the pants down. <laughs> I, so, I don't need to know that. <laughs> well, I'm just saying it's, it's, it's 2021. We're on Zoom. Everybody knows that we don't wear real pants on these meetings. <laughs> this is true. No, yes. I can't say for all of us because I, I do wear my camos. I am wearing pants. They just don't go with this outfit. That's all. Yeah, there we go. Now, you've been doing this for at least seven years. That's your first outfit. Do yeah. you have a favorite? Actually, yes, this is my favorite, first my favorite, and it's because it's so long, it's weird, as I've gone on to build other things, they haven't lasted nearly as long as this one has, this one's like my tried and true. Um, I have done many that are close to being my favorite, um, I did an Inara from Firefly cosplay, um, I actually have a picture of me with Nathan Fillion, who was Captain Mal, 
And uh, again, another mod cosplay where I hand painted the gold filigree on the design on the mm -hmm. costume. And it was, I humbly say it was very, very beautiful. And I'm incredibly <coughs> proud of that piece of work. Um, bless you. And uh, so I loved that one. Um, I am also very proud of the Captain Phasma that I built for AnchorCon. Uh, I couldn't wear her very long because it was so hot inside the arena. But, and you know, you're wearing insulation foam. It's hot. Mm. And the smell, oh my. But <laughs> it, uh, I was very, very pleased with how Phasma turned out. And that's a wonderful thing for me is as I build things, my skill set increases. It's like any other hobby that you have is the more you build, the more you learn, and the more joy you get out of it. Now, I know you're up in New York, so do you try to do it temperature-wise with some of these outfits, or do you just say, you know, I'm going to just do it? Okay, well, I'll let you in on a little secret about <laughs> cosplayers. We're not very clever. We're not very <laughs> smart. We will wear Jon Snow in the middle of August, and wear uh Gurren Lagann uh bikinis in the middle of January we don't care <laughs> we're not very clever people we don't plan for the weather we just like this is gonna look so cool I gotta wear this and then we die in the heat or the cold because we don't plan it <laughs> this is a common I, cosplayer lament you will hear this over and over and over again <laughs> I can definitely see that yeah now going back to anchor con I think Saturday night, if I recall, y'all had like a masquerade type dance. So I guess that would be kind of like a cosplay dance afterwards. Yes, that is correct. Um, we actually took our inspiration from the Jared of Labyrinth Ball out in L.A. They've had it for several years. It's based on the movie Labyrinth. Essentially what it is is that you just build a formal version of whatever cosplay that you really, really like and put a mask with that and go have a go party. You know, most cons have after party, after parties and, and evening events and stuff like that. So this was our foray into that. And we thought, well, we're gonna have cosplayers. It's been a long, dark year without personal entertainment in the evening. Let's try this. And it was a lot of fun. Uh, the highlights of the evening were the two Gastons. We had two Gastons um, coming in. <laughs> And we had, and their their friend was a LaFou. So it was a hilarious trio that were just tearing up the floor. And there's nothing more wonderful and joyful than watching nerds dance at a party when they when they know that you're around friends and the music was great. It was it was hot, but it was a really good time. And we don't know if we'll bring back the ball next year. We might try something different. It was our first foray, but it was a lot of fun. I can I can definitely see that. I'm surprised y'all didn't play anything from Beauty and the Beast with that. I did. I played Celine Dion. Uh, oh, you did? Yep. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Play to your audience, for sure. <laughs> uh, definitely. So AnchorCon is definitely coming back. And yeah. I know y'all had Optimus Prime. How did Optimus Prime go? Because that truck looks so cool with the pictures. All right. So Joe, who owns Optus Prime, he's a wonderful, wonderful human being. And he owns the Knight Rider car and he also owns the Optimus Prime cosplay. So it was um, a little bit of a logistics to figure out what we needed to bring Optimus in because this gorgeous, beautiful truck that is a huge investment. It needs 
specific things in order to be presented. So it had to be stored somewhere indoors overnight. Uh, it needed to be placed on concrete. You can't place them on gravel or dirt or anything like that. You have to be very, very careful because again, this is the accumulation of one man's dream in this beautiful, beautiful machine. Um, but he was parked right in front of our doors. So when you came in to get your badge, there was this magnificent, magnificent, mm. full-sized, oh, it, I was, I squealed, I squealed like a, like a stuck hog. <laughs> I was so excited. Oh, like that, but louder. I was thrilled. It was amazing. And, and again, Joe is a wonderful person. He, uh, he's doing regional shows up here in New York, Pennsylvania, New Jersey. He's gone into Canada. By all means, look him up. Optimus is here. He'll come and see you because his truck is incredible. Um, he also has a 10-foot G1. And then for those of you who don't know what G1 is, because you're not as old as I am, G1 <laughs> is the original tr uh, Optimus Prime design with a flat-nosed truck. And it's a cosplay, and he does photo ops with it. And it's absolutely amazing. We had a, we had a Bumblebee cosplayer who built this incredible stilt cosplay. And we had the two of them together. Oh, wow. And I, and I squealed again. I was like, it was just like, Every Saturday morning dream you could ever have come true. It was incredible, absolutely incredible. And then to have him bring along the Knight Rider car, and I know Greg, I know you know what Knight Rider is. Oh yeah, yeah. So Kit, exactly. This beautiful black Trans Am with the bar and everything. It was the sounds and the interior, absolutely amazing. And everything that Joe does is um, a lot. He does it for charity, so it's for good causes. And having him there with all of these three pieces, it was, it was a crowning jewel in, in AnchorCon. And we were so thrilled to have him there. They were wonderful, wonderful people. Yeah. Oh, that was CJ's husband that said he loves Optimus. That was Trevor. And, of course, Anubis, who's definitely one of our favorite Twitch people. Is... Do it, Greg. You could be hot, <laughs> Build him and we will come. <laughs> Wanted to know if it, anybody have you ever seen anybody cosplay as Hot Rod? I have not. I have not. Um, I've seen. I have seen Transformers <laughs> that look like bots from Star Wars. I have seen like R two D two Transformers, and I've seen C three PO Transformers, and I've seen. I've seen Ironhide. I've seen. Um, uh, I've seen Bumblebee, and I've seen Optimus. But it's they're not easy cosplays to build when you have to be on these stilts and up in the air. They're, they're incredibly difficult to comp and complex things to move around in. So go build a hot rod. It'll be amazing because <laughs> nobody's done it before. Hit it. There you go. Anubis. That's, that's one for you. There it is. <laughs> now with the cosplay, I do know it, like I talked a little bit, a lot mm -hmm. of time and effort and especially with, something like hot rod have you ever took on something that you thought was too much afterwards oh my yes anybody who's ever built anything with armor will tell you it's a nightmare um anybody that's built anything with lots of sewing will tell you it's a nightmare um anything with lots of painting anything with lots of wig work anything with lots of body painting there's Every cosplayer is like any other artist, and there's always one part of the process that you absolutely hate, and every cosplayer will tell you that. But by and large, in my own personal experience, building armor, while it's fun, while you're building it, putting it on and walking around in it, not so great. It's, it's very, I built an Orin from Final Fantasy X 
um, which was the, the most canonically accurate piece that I've ever built. Um, he was absolutely from head to toe canon complete. And it was very, very uh, meticulous, very precise. And I stopped to think to myself and I was like, is this too precise? Because what happens is that the first, the first step in every cosplay build is the research. So you scour the internet, you scour Google, you scour Pinterest, you scour DeviantArt, you scour everything to find reference pictures. So you get the side, the back, the front, the motion, the way that things are connected under the armpit, under the butt, because you don't, a lot of times you don't see those things. So you scour them for reference material, which is where you begin your build. And then there comes a point in your build where you're like, (laughs) nobody will know. They're going to look at us from a distance. Nobody's going to know. How are they going to know? Nobody's going to know. And you basically cut, glue, and pray, as my my, uh, fellow cosplayer, Guardian Angelo, always says, cut, glue, and pray. Because at some point, you don't know what you're doing, so you just cut, glue, and pray, and hopefully it stays together. And every cosplayer can tell you that sometimes the glue fails, sometimes the stitch fails, sometimes the magnet fails. And that's why you have, like, the, the cosplay first aid at every con that you see. Yeah. Well, uh, going into the armor, because we had 501st Legion on the other day. and they're, Oh, yeah. They are big with the stormtroopers. And now, I guess, the Mandalorian, would you ever do, a, I guess, a bounty hunter from Star Wars outfit? Yes, actually, I I very <coughs> I I very I came very close to building a Cara Dune uh, cosplay, and it just didn't work out that I could do it. Um, I have had friends that have built the Mandalorian himself, and it obviously is a very very popular character this year. Again, as Guardian Angelo uh, was my cos my cosplay co judge at AnchorCon, she built a Grogu, a baby Yoda, inside his egg, inside his little pram. Thing, silver put it on top of an rv car a remote controlled car gutted the whole thing to down to its chassis built the egg around it and it followed her around on the floor it was amazing that's the kind of ingenuity that cosplayers give you is they're like can i make that happen let's find out and they come up with these crazy crazy ideas and it's just it works so as for me building one, I I built the Captain Phasma. And if you hold on just a second. Yeah. Whoop, gravity. Okay, everything's just falling apart. <laughs> so I built I built the Captain Phasma. And you can see the pictures on my cosplay page. So this is Phasma. And I built an entire stormtrooper armor. And she's not 501st compliant. And I will give incredible props to the 501st because their level of detail is legend in the cosplay community. Like you have to be so precise. Mm. I can't even bake a cake, I'm not that precise. So this is not 501st compliant. But the thing with is, is that this kind of shine that you can see on Phasma here, that Mm. is incredibly difficult to obtain. It's, it's, It's expensive and it's hard. Like this was the first time I've ever done it and it was incredibly difficult. And so if you know the Mandalorian, that Beskar armor is really, really shiny. 
So getting that kind of finish, that is an investment and a challenge. And it's, it's a very high level cosplay build. So yeah, I would build him. <laughs> But I have to forget how much I put into this one before I build another. Yeah, yeah. You'll have to go. I think it was one of our Eastern Rim interviews. You'll have to go back. I think John Jahula, Jahala. I'm bad with last names, guys. I ain't gonna lie. But he has a Doc Ock outfit that is just incredible. We talk about. I'm sorry. We're going to derail this because everything I want in Spider-Man No Way Home is Doc Ock. That's the only thing I want is Doc Ock. I was so happy. That's oh, That was the best. Oh, I loved it. That was the only thing I cared about. He has, he has one of the best outfits for that I've seen. I think um, John will have to answer how he did it. Dig Get it. him on your Dig show. It. Yes. <laughs> I want to pick his brain. I want to know. <laughs> but there's conventions all over this area and i think you're up in upper state new york upstate new york i think is what y'all actually call it upstate yes northern <laughs> technically we're northern new york even though we say upstate but we're northern new york yeah but how many conventions do y'all have around there i'm not sure if albany's close enough or Albany is about a three-hour drive. Rochester is about two. Uh, Buffalo is about a three-hour drive. Niagara is about a two and a half hours. Have I ever cosplayed Emma Frost? <laughs> I'll tell you. I'll talk about a cosplay list in a minute because that's a great question. Um, so uh, we have um, we have uh, a con up in Messina. We have a con in Plattsburgh. So we have about about nine or ten regional, but. Being in Texas, you can relate. Distance is a thing. So mm -hmm. it is possible for us to have many conventions in an area where we don't overlap on each other throughout the year. So about nine or 10. And of course, we have the the grand nephew in New York City herself. Excuse me. So New York City Comic Con, of course, is a thing. But there are so many others in New York City. There's probably at least 15 in New York City, New Jersey, tri-state area alone every year. So we have a we have a lot to choose from. I was going to say I think I just saw one a couple of weeks ago that was up there that they were advertising for, and it's like okay. <laughs> yeah, I yeah we and it's because everybody knows how much fun cons are. I mean, it's mm -hmm. really a really great draw. Yeah. Now I guess you said you had a list for Anubis. <laughs> so every cosplayer will tell you that we have a build list. And it is literally a list of characters that we want to build cosplays for. And I have built uh, a rogue from X-Men. I have built them, one of those. Emma Frost actually is on that list. Uh, she's incredibly built. And now I wouldn't build an Emma Frost in the movies. I'm, I'm a, one of those people that I like to build from the books. I don't build from the movies usually. Uh, but I do love the diamond face that comes in from the movies so i might would play with that so it is on my list i've also built a she hulk um i literally have like all of these like i have a pop from every character that i've built i've built a wonder woman i have to actually look because i'm like i can't remember anything <laughs> uh i built i built a black widow i built a lulu from final fantasy 10 um yeah so <laughs> down in the hologram I have I have many on my list that I can't even remember. I've built so many, but I would love to build Emma Frost someday. So every cosplayer has a list, and they're like added to the list. 
So uh, definitely. Oh, here we go. Anubis again. That's quite a list. <laughs> it is quite a list, but every cosplayer has at least 10 pages on it. And then we just look at each other and we're like, you're enabling me. Stop. I just <laughs> each each. And this is another inside tip about cosplayers. We all of us, all of us have at least three unfinished cosplays at any given time. I myself have three unfinished cosplays right now because we get distracted. We're like, oh, shiny. And, and then we're off and running on something else or something comes up and we don't finish them. So, yeah, that's why Lulu hasn't debuted because, oh, shiny, shiny. <laughs> and off we go on to something else. So it's not a cheap hobby. I mean, it can be. Cosplay can be cheap. Cosplay does not have to cost a lot of money. Cosplay does not have to be like a huge thing cosplay is about the joy cosplay is about what you make it so if you want to buy a costume at party city or spirit halloween which is out now and everybody loves and i was there yesterday <laughs> so if you want to buy those and cosplay with that that's great if you want to build it yourself that's awesome it is never about anything but what you find in your joy and cosplay is for everyone and that is something i will say over and over and over again I did that in Cosplay Universe. I did that in She's Make Comics. And I'm shamelessly dropping the documentaries that I was in about cosplay and saying that cosplay is for everyone. So if you want to take up the level of this insanity, welcome aboard. We will absolutely welcome you no matter what you look like, what you are, how you want to cosplay it, whatever version. We want to see your creativity because that's what we're about. Now, what I was going to go with before I get to John's question here or statement is with the Mandalorian. One thing I have not seen yet at any convention that I've gone to, and I go to quite a lot, and hopefully I get the name right. Star Wars fans will kill me if I don't. Bo-Katan. Bo-Katan. I have oh. not seen her done by any female yet. I, I, I. Funny you should say that. I literally <laughs> on Instagram, I follow a cosplayer who built cosplay is about having fun and making friends. You are absolutely right, John. Absolutely right. <clears throat> I saw a Bo-Katan on uh, Instagram the other day and she had built the entire set of armor and she was ready to go. I'm trying to remember where she was going. Oh, dear. I'm sorry. It escapes me. But I, I have seen it online, but not in person. But that's the thing about cosplay is a lot of people will gravitate towards the more popular characters. Like I can, I'm sure you remember year before last when Harley Quinn came out, there were Harley mm -hmm. Quinns everywhere. When yes. Wonder Woman came out, there were Wonder Women everywhere, which is great. And I love seeing all of that. But that's how it happens is that you see a trend in either the books or the movies or social media. And that is the major cosplay of the year that you will see. And of course, this past year it was Shiny Mandalorian. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought she had a great character, and I do know that I have a feeling that the next one will be from the Book of Boa Fett, which will probably be May's character or Ming Na Wen's character. I say May because the agents of Fennec. Yes, <laughs> Fennec was amazing. I I can't wait. I love Ming Wen, and I've loved her ever since um, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. So yeah. I'm excited to see her for sure. So I'm sure there's going to be a lot of stuff coming from that TV series. And I know the other TV series that's coming out, which I think is probably going to get a lot of attention is the wheel of time series. 
from Robert Jordan, and that's coming out in November. So, oh, let, uh, I, <laughs> I, I can already I, see you doing some of those outfits. Okay, <laughs> but here's the thing about Wheel of Time is that there are no visual cues; there are only written cues. So when the when the show comes out, everybody's going to cosplay as a show. Yeah, I yeah. want to see the version from the books. I want to see Rand L. Thor with both arms tattooed. I want to see, uh, 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 oh, God, Lord, they're all escaping my brain. I loved the series. I absolutely loved it. So I'm super excited to see the show. I hope they do it justice. Game of Thrones. <coughs> so <clears throat> let's see the, well, if they can do it right, for sure. I, I would like to see Rand with a, a wolf next to him that he calls Hopper. <laughs> yes, and like just uh, Edwin, I would love to see Edwin, Edwin with her, with her uh, Azadai shawl, and oh God, Nanev, and yeah. Oh, have you ever seen Magic, younger sister of the Russian X Men classes? Yes, I have seen a, a Magic. I have seen several Magics for sure. I haven't Various. seen a Magic, but I have seen the Magic. I have seen Colossus. Which is incredible. Wheel of Time does look awesome for sure. Yeah. Yes. Okay, but we're we're also gonna compete with the next Lord of the Rings series that's coming out too, because I'm also yes. hot for that one. Yes, yeah. that's gonna be another one. Yeah. Um, but I have seen but, Colossus, I've seen body painted Colossuses with the chrome body paint. Oh, hard stuff. Good times. Now Anubis, if it's what I think you're if it's the one I definitely think you're talking about, I think. I heard that possibly they're going to be bringing her into a Doctor Strange movie because she is part of the underworld magic. Well, they should, but we're not going to derail me into talking about Night Nurse because that's who really <laughs> got the shaft in this entire series that I'm still salty about. So yeah. I, I hope magic comes along because honestly, with the multiverse, they have an entire way to open up mutants now. And now the Deadpool is a part of the MCU. Yes. I mean, they can probably get it right. Yeah, finally. <laughs> uh, I, I wasn't happy with them missing Adam Warlock. That was my biggest issue. I mean, Same. Yeah. <laughs> Same. Oh, God. But, okay, you got to admit. I have the comic books in mint condition right over here. So, yes, oh, but you got to admit, you have to find an incredibly special actor to do Adam Warlock. Yes. You've got to admit that. You have to find an iconic, perfect act. I can't even pin who could do Adam Warlock well. Because no. Adam Warlock, come on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So if that's, anything... That's the other thing coming out now is Matrix coming out with their new one, December. Uh, there's so I, many stuff that you're going to be able to cosplay from. Uh, <laughs> yes. And that's the, and, but here's the thing about cosplay that I love is that you don't have to follow anything mainstream. You can make the most obscure cosplay ever. And if only one person at the con recognizes you, that's it. You're, that's it. And, and, it's, and, the, and you can cosplay anything. I've seen Sherlock from the BBC. I've seen Bob and Linda from Bob's Burgers. I've seen characters from Futurama that only I would remember because I'm addicted to the show. So... <laughs> cosplay is just about I want to build that. That looks fun. Let's go. And if somebody recognizes you, it's just gravy. It really is. Yeah. So you would definitely say the inspiration was your first con and then hearing about it. 
Yeah. So there wasn't really any characters that inspired you or besides Marvel. Captain Marvel <laughs> was it. I was obsessed with her at the time when it came out. Um, I actually, uh, it was, well, it was funny because my, uh my 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 late husband actually passed away before after i learned about captain marvel and i had done my first con while he was still alive but after he passed um kelly sue DeConnick herself actually reached out to me and actually helped with a fundraiser we did a polar bear plunge which y'all down in texas don't know this but we crazy northerners will jump into frozen bodies of water to raise money for various things because we're crazy northerners. I lived so, in Virginia um, for two years. I do know. <laughs> well, I'd like to say that that's comparable, but honey, it's not. I'm sorry. No. We're, from the, we're from the frozen lakes. That's how we do. But I, anyways, so we, raised, um, we did a fundraiser for the Special Olympics, and my daughter and I dressed in Captain Marvel clothing and jumped into Lake Ontario in the middle of uh, February which is death if you're in it for more than five seconds. Uh, there were there were emergency EMTs there. That's the whole point is that you're crazy. Let's raise money about it. But she um, she actually sent me, you know, with strength and love, she signed this for me. A friend of mine, uh, Steve Townsley, who is out in Oregon, who is it, uh, who's an amazing artist, uh, told her about it and she sent that to me. And so it kind of just took root in me that this this, and that's another thing about cosplayers is that we identify with the characters. There's something about them that at their core that we really identify with, that we love, that gives us strength, gives us joy, gives us any number of positive feelings. And so we want to embody that person. Gambit from X-Men. No, Channing Tatum. No, 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 honey. No, no. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, he's, he's but no. Uh, so... We have this, we have this identification with these characters. We love them. We love their stories. So when when my husband passed away um, in a car accident, I actually mm. drew the strength from Captain Marvel because she was a woman who was trying to do this alone, was trying to find her center, find her strength, find her power, and do it in the face of all this adversity. And I clung to that, and it gave me hope it gave me strength it gave me a sense of i'm an avenger i can i don't have to do this alone so when i had that it helped tremendously and so my children began cosplaying with me um i was in a documentary called cosplay universe from respect films and they went through and they talked about all the different ways cosplay helps people individually. It helps them express themselves. It helps them find sources of strength that they never knew that they had before until they put on a wig and some spandex and then holy crap, they want to beat the crap out of the universe. And it's amazing. <laughs> That's what cosplay does for you. It's a transformative effort that allows you to connect with parts of yourself that your brain only found in the comic books. This cosplay lets your body, lets your soul, lets your joy and your spirit come into that character and and live it and breathe it and feel it and it's a wonderful crazy thing that everybody loves so yeah. going back yeah so that's that is one of the reasons why i genuinely love cosplay so much i can definitely come from the heart with some of the stuff that i do which is i do it for my battle and 
basically this was your battle or was your battle. So it's the strength that from within, I guess you would say that kind of yep. definitely gets you going. It absolutely does. Now, speaking of being in a documentary about co cosplay, have you ever done an outfit that somebody says, well, you're in New York. It wouldn't happen here in Houston. Like, hey, you know, we can use this for a movie. Have you ever had that? You mean the cosplay I built could be in a movie? Right. Or you being in the movie because of a cosplay that you've done? Well, actually, yes. Um, legit. This cosplay I am wearing right now appeared in the documentary movie She Makes Comics because, uh, again, Kelly Sue DeConnick was like, hey, they're doing a, a, a movie about women that are, are writing comics. We need cosplayers for these various forms. And I was like, let's toss the hat. And <laughs> there so it was. One... So I spent three hours on a rooftop in Brooklyn with my, the wind in October with the wind blowing in my face in this actual cosplay and i was in a movie because of that and after that i was actually hired for other acting jobs because of the experience that i had with that i've been hired on films to build special effects to build costumes to do makeup um to be a part of so cosplay can combine a lot of different elements and really add to your skill set like I said, I know it would be hard down here because there's not any major studios like there would be in New York or Brooklyn, per se, around that. Atlanta now, even. I'm sure yeah. Dragon Con gets a lot of them because Atlanta has, Georgia has their studios. Ah, absolutely. And, of Ab course, L.A., which San Diego being, For I sure. guess, somewhat yes. close. I don't know how many hours that is. <laughs> It's a long drive for sure. But Atlanta, yes, being where most of the Marvel movies are filmed now, um, if you have a cosplay credit, like if you have shown a uh, send in a cosplay costume to us, I've done it and I couldn't go because I don't live in Atlanta. Thanks, COVID. <laughs> um, they actually will take into consideration how you look in cosplay because they know you can stand in spandex and stinched and makeup and wigs for hours on end, sweating your butt off for little no pay. And then you end up in a Marvel movie. So that that's a dream of mine. I don't know if it'll ever happen, but <laughs> here's hoping. Hey, go to Dragon Con next year. It's on my list. I would love to because the, the hotel that they built that that's Dragon Con is in is actually in the show Loki. And it's been in mm. several other like movies as well. So it is iconic that Dragon Con is it for cosplayers. Yeah. It's on my list. Definitely. Yeah. So is there any piece of advice you give people wanting to do cosplay or hanging? Eh, maybe, maybe not. Any edge that you might want to give them? All right. So my first and my first rule of cosplay is don't be afraid to look stupid. All right. <laughs> you are in spandex in a wig and people are staring at you. Roll with it. Have fun with it. Enjoy it. Okay. You can't be Captain Marvel if people are like, why is she looking like that? You have to enjoy it. You have to not care what anybody says. I drove down 
I-81, the interstate highway through the throughway in complete She-Hulk makeup, also in she um in cosplay universe. I literally drove through toll booths in green makeup and completely dressed. I went, I stopped at a rest stop and went to the bathroom in full <laughs> She-Hulk cosplay. And I didn't care because I looked amazing and it was so much fun. So just enjoy yourselves don't care what anybody says don't care what the haters say don't care what your body looks like don't care who you are male female whatever build what makes you happy and enjoy it absolutely i'm laughing because of the fact that i live out here in the country <laughs> if you were to stop somewhere in a green outfit, they're either fixing to pull out a gun thinking they're fixing to be alien abducted <laughs> or or I was thinking maybe I should dress up and go down to South Houston for this terror aisle in a zombie outfit. But it's like, you know, if somebody sees me driving like that, they're going to go off the road in one direction. <laughs> well, I mean, if you've seen my She-Hulk, they want to be abducted because I look good. So... <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah and you know i live i live in rural new york i mean we're not all cosmopolitan in new york so i grew up in a rural country i grew up in the country i i live in the countryside and i am not the norm i know how to milk a cow but i also know how to build a cosplay costume so just do it have fun it's like halloween every day it's great definitely but I am probably going to end the show here, and it was a pleasure having you on. And we look forward to having you on again, especially if I you have another, to. especially if you'll have another anchor con. We definitely want to talk about that next August nineteenth to twentieth. Yes, absolutely. Get that going and get some advertisement for it, because unfortunately we weren't able to make it up there. I know Amy wanted to so badly. <laughs> Zombies for sure, but prayers and love and healing to CJ and Amy yes. with with all of the 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 sickness and for that. Hopefully they come through. I know they will come through strong for sure. And I'm also blessings to L because I would love to have seen the air guitar. I was waiting for that. That would have been so cool. Yeah. And I will see. I will most likely see L tomorrow because I believe he is going to be at Terror Isle, which I'll be there doing some interviews for our show. So definitely catch us. And we we will talk to y'all later. And everyone have a wonderful weekend. And go find yourself a con to go to. There we go. Adio, everyone.